Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Episode 109 of the Highly Relevant Podcast. It's a U.S. Latino show where I interview the people and discuss the moments that are shaping our American and Latino pop culture. I'm your host, Jack Rico, and if this is your first time listening, thanks for discovering us. All right, guys, this weekend, Jordan Peele's new highly anticipated horror film, Us, I'm sure you've been hearing about it everywhere, uh, is being released in theaters, and critics are just raging about it, except me. I brought in my good friend and film critic Mike Sargent to offer his perspective on the good and the bad of the film. You're going to want to hear this because we get into it. But before I talk to Mike, it's time for a segment I like to call Jacked In. Let's begin with the top movie news of the week. Cardi B will be making her film debut as a stripper in Jennifer Lopez's Hustlers. Bill and Ted Face the Music sets 2020 summer release. Paramount Pictures' Dora the Explorer releases its first trailer. And Jordan Peele's Us is expected to beat Captain Marvel with a $45 to $50 million opening. TV news actor Walter Perez will become a series regular for season four of Ava DuVernay's black drama Queen Sugar. Andy Garcia to co-star in Keenan Thompson's The Keenan Show comedy pilot on NBC. Pepe Rapazote will recur in season four of USA Queen of the South. And the new Stranger Things 3 trailer goes all the way back to 1985. Switching over to music, J Balvin is Lollapalooza's first Latin headliner. Jennifer Lopez reveals new collaboration with French Montana dropping soon. Carlos Santana releases new track Los Invisibles produced by Rick Rubin. Danny Yankee performed on The Late Late Show with James Corden. And Richie Valens' La Bamba will be inducted into the National Recording Registry of the Library of Congress. And in tech and social media news, Google announces Stadia, a streaming game platform. Apple will release AirPods 2 with wireless charging. Pandora now lets you change its algorithm for selecting music. Instagram rolls out a new shopping feature called Checkout, and according to a new survey, social media causes youth depression. Well, I have a wonderful electronic invention I want you to see. <laughs> it looks something like this. Here's Mike Sargent! <laughs> Thank you, Jack Rico. You know him from WBAI, you know him from PBS, Fox Business News, Yahoo Finance, uh, Al Jazeera, and... Dude, where what what's the other one? I can't keep uh, up. I, 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 it's a Turkish TV. Station. It's a Turkish TV. You're you've become a global pundit uh, for culture know, and uh, would I say race? Because I feel like you're now starting to talk a little bit more about race, right? Well, they definitely bring me out for that uh, often to talk on race and racial issues. I, I, I've been called in to talk now. I've like more than film. Like they have me come in to talk about you know, the, the college scandal, uh, on I 24 news. So I'm, I'm adventures in punditry. <laughs> you know, uh, this happened to me. 
as well. Um, I was a weather anchor who then became a film critic. By the way, that's still mind-blowing to me. It is mind-blowing. It's still mind-blowing to, to me. I yeah. can't believe it myself. The, the good thing is, I, I think this would not have happened if it was English, but mm. because it's a Spanish mm. language universe. Going from a weather anchor, thing is, I was I was like Al Roker, man. So I was like doing weather anchor duties along with entertainment anchor duties. And then I took a sabbatical for about a year. VH1 called me and made me um, and said, hey, we're bringing you in as a film critic, which was my expertise at the time. Oh, but, wow. But a guy, an executive producer by the name of Shane Farley, who's now the executive producer of the Steve Harvey show, he told me that he wanted me to do television. I said, cool, um, we'll work it in, I'll weave it in. And, you know, I really busted my butt to become a great uh, television critic. And then the Today Show was like, okay, I'm glad you're doing movies and TV, but we want you to also talk about music. We also want you to talk about podcasts. We also want you to talk about tech. And so I feel much like you that I am kind of like what my industry asks of me. Mm. And then I go with that. And if I feel like I do it well, I'll stick with it. If I feel like I can, I won't. Like one of the things I don't like is gossip. I don't like talking about gossip because I just think it's very lowbrow. It's very trashy. But a lot of people yeah. like that stuff, man. Yeah, and so I, I'm, I'm at yeah, an odds do. with it. Well, yeah, I've definitely been asked to weigh in on ridiculousness. Uh, so, yeah, I've been asked to talk about more serious Cosby, this, that, Weinstein, but also... But it becomes... Like, like yeah. sometimes trash becomes part of the national conversation. Well, you know, it's interesting because I think it's an interesting conversation we can get into, I'm sure, at another time. But, you know, I think that that is evolving, you know, because of the way in which people get news now. People get news via social media, then they research, then they look at the clip, then they... And every news outlet went from just being a news outlet online, whatever it is, to having an audio, a podcast, to having a video version of it. So you can get it, any piece of news, anything that's happening, you can see, you can hear the podcast that talks about it after it happened, you can see the the video that's, that's telling you, basically reading the article that you could be reading or you could read it. And, and I think in some ways people just, you know, and now the other thing is on your phone, and it's been this way for a while, you choose what you want to follow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you're only going to learn about what you want to learn about. And and that's how I think, in a way, like a New York retains its dominance. Yeah, that, no, this know. is a, a larger conversation and, and, and I'm actually having fun with it. So I could see myself going to like a rabbit hole right here. Mm-hmm. But uh, the reason uh, you and I are talking today is because we want to talk about the movie Us. This is probably the biggest movie of the week, and it's probably one of the more anticipated films of 2019. It's the new, it's the sophomore effort by Jordan Peele from Key and Peele back in the day, and also the Oscar-nominated uh, director for Get Out. He directs it, writes it, writes it, and produces it, and it stars Lupita Nyong'o, Winston Duke, Elizabeth Moss is in this, uh, and the two great kids, Shahadi Wright Joseph and Evan Alex are also in it. I guess I'll be blunt with this right off the bat, Mike. I did not like us. This is no get out whatsoever. Uh, this is a film that did not carry the, the, I guess, the social power that it thought it would carry. I thought that Jordan Peele was, uh, out-clevered himself to the point that 
no one quite understood what the, not no one, me, uh, and I'm sure a few other people couldn't quite grasp the commentary of what was being told outside of that we are our own worst enemies, which is you kind of see from the trailer, the poster, and the name of the movie, right? But outside from that, I thought it was a bit boring. I thought it was a bit slow-paced. I thought that the movie at moments didn't know where it was going. It was like on pause while it was moving. I'm not sure if that makes any sense. It probably doesn't, but... I just did not like this movie very much. It's not unwatchable. Uh, I think it has some great moments, but those great moments didn't really have a payoff for me towards the end. What did you think? Uh, I felt very similar to you about- You did! Stay with me, stay with me. Uh, So I felt similar to you uh, during the film uh, about certain things. I was like, Okay, this is this has got to make sense at some point. What's the tone here? What what is he really doing? What, so be specific. What is it that you didn't like, and what did you like? All right. Well, I'll tell you what I liked about the film. I liked uh, uh, that we see a story that is from the point of view of, of of people of color, but that's not important or integral to the story in any way. I like that. I like I like seeing movies like that where like okay, and and everybody else that's there is down for the story. So I like that that what what all that's wrapped up in storytelling from the perspective of people of color. So I like that. Two, I, I like that there's a mystery that that this type of storytelling he does is what I call dig a hole. All right, and then throughout the rest of the film, you fill it like because you're wondering, okay, like this is hole. What what is what is this? And and he does force you to lean into it. You you have to lean into it and 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 care about these characters and figure out what's going on. I enjoyed the the fun, the slasher movie part you talked about when they're being hunted by this twin family and throughout the house and will they survive? And, and you know, that's all the fun horror stuff. If you like horror, if you don't like horror and I'm not a big fan of horror, it, but I got it. The, the psychological part, the like what's going on with her, what's going through her mind, what really happened in the scene we never saw finished in the beginning, that hangs there. I like the idea, again, of that kind of storytelling. It really took a long time for it to pay off. I, I, again, and that's the problem I had with it. Right. And, and, and again, I didn't dislike it as much as you, so I was probably <laughs> a little more open. To liking it, but the more I spoke about it, the more I thought about it, the more I went back. All the things that you you were saying, they all make sense. You know, uh, the 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 voice of the character and and the 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 the, the yeah. <laughs> like all right. that'll have so much more significance after. What did you not like about the film? Uh, I did. I didn't like that. That it. I felt like it couldn't find its tone. You know, there'd be points. It's it. What you described of being on pause while while moving forward. It's sort of it's sort of lurched as opposed to uh, flowed. You know, uh, where at points. Uh, by the time it became the slasher movie, okay, uh, but there were so many lulls. Um, yes, in, the, in the lulls begin- that Get Out did not have. Yeah, but, but you see, it's a different kind of movie. He's not even trying to. He he's doing something different. Again, I I like what he's doing here. In that, he is challenging you as an audience to to try and figure it out. If you see it a second time, I guarantee you would probably get it. But again, even if you just run it back in your mind, those pauses. Now you realize why there were all these pauses. You realize 
what it was that was really going on with the main character deeper than you even thought. And, and what that really is, if you think about it, the metaphor of, of you know, the part of ourselves that we ignore the part of ourselves that we don't deal with. You know, a lot of The dormant, subconscious, macabre aspects to well, the, the primal the, the aspects side. of us as a species. The right, dark the dark side. side. The dark side. And the dark side is something that we do ignore, that we don't think about. We, we don't... We are programmed from childhood to, as babies to be civil to each other, to abide by particular rules. That way we're not a bunch of cavemen pounding on each other because we're naturally violent we're naturally self-destructive. Uh, self-destructive. We're very sexual. Uh, you know. Um, well, you're and- sexual. You're sexual. You're an animal. <laughs> you're an animal, Jack. <laughs> we're all animals, man. Yes, I know. I kind of want to um, take you through some opinions that I had about the film in particular. And for those of you that are interested in going to see the film, what are the expectations what should you be looking for what do you what should you be getting out of the film so for me this is really more this is a hybrid between a comedy and a horror movie think freddy krueger think jason where there was a lot of jokes and there was a lot of blood and slasher moments and moments of suspense and horrors and thrills that's the way this movie sort of operates um, what I like about the film in particular was, once again, it's a black horror film. I rarely see movies where African Americans are the victims or the slashers. Um, you rarely get to see that. So to see it from that perspective feels um, refreshing, feels modern, feels today. I remember watching black movies when I was growing up, and it was, I'm going to get you, sucker, right? Those are, you know, Shaft and it was the black exploitation films. Those are the ones that I had the most fun with. And when I saw Get Out and I saw Us, I started really thinking about if maybe Jordan Peele and maybe the problem with Jordan Peele in these particular movies is are they too highbrow for his audience? Right? Not everybody is an elite intellectual. Some people just like trash, man. Some people just like the lowest common denominator story. Why? Because they're looking for escapism. They're not looking to be challenged. Look, I'll be honest with you. I thought that this film um, did challenge me to the point where I'm still like trying to answer questions that I don't know. Right. Now... I don't like that, Mike. <laughs> it, well, it's you. It's Jason Reitman, the director. It's all these new directors. You're a filmmaker yourself, so I'm going to put you in that category. Oh, of oh these I'm one of directors. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> all you directors that want to create like a puzzle for all of us because you think we're all so smart. Not all of us are that smart. We don't want to think that much, man. We just want you to spoon feed us a little bit. Nah, nah. I, I remember I asked this to Jason Reitman. He's like, why would I want to do that? He goes, you know why? Because when I watch something that is puzzling, I want to know exactly if I was right or wrong. And what you want to do is, I never want to tell you the answer. And to well, leave me in that state of confusion for the rest of my life, 
with you guys, man. Wait a minute. Did you ever see 2001 A Space Odyssey? Of course I did. Listen. Did, did you like it or did you hate it? I didn't necessarily like it at first. This is, okay, l- let me explain to you, because I, I, I think it's important to talk about intellectuality when it comes to the content we consume today. I think this is an important conversation. Nobody wants to say that they're stupid. No one wants to admit that they didn't get it. What is the collective swath of moviegoers that go see movies, in specific, Jordan Peele movies? I was looking at Rotten Tomatoes. It's 96%. And when I started trying to find the black person, the black critic, I couldn't find it in the first two, three pages. So who's really liking this film? White critics, man. Well, you know, yeah, but, but, let me tell you what white critics are also, okay? Let me tell you what all critics are. All critics are cinephiles, okay? Clearly, Jordan Peele's a cinephile. So it appeals, like, that's why I say it works on several levels, you know? I, I, I don't think, I think you're bringing up a very important point. I think that it does come down to not necessarily intelligence, but what, what you expect from the movies and specifically maybe from a genre. You know, you know, and that's that's really the, the, the tenuous walk there. Like it does it work as a horror film and does it work as a psychological thriller? And I liken it to to uh, a cartoon. You know, the what makes Pixar films so great is that kids see it and they see one thing. And they love it. An adult sees it. They enjoy it on the kid level, but they also get all the stuff that's in there for the adults. And I think I think that us is like that in that. There's definitely, if you're into horror, you know, like everything you describe, I guarantee there are people who are into horror, everything you describe that you didn't necessarily like, they're like, yes, what, what, where's the problem with that? You know, all these things that, you know, the horror, the grisliness, the, 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 the scene, the, 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 the chase, the, the slash, all that's in there. And if you like this genre, that's what you're going for. But at the same time, because it's Jordan Peele, because he's already established himself as this uh, auteur, this the new Hitchcock, the the you know the master I mean, of suspense. Well, I don't know about all that's what they're <laughs> saying. That's well, what they're well, writing. I think well, people. I, okay, let me I tell you this, Mike. I I I, I master I, of suspense. I am. I swear to you that I mean this with with all honesty. Mm-hmm. I think white critics are extremely afraid of bashing a black of African-American film, especially Jordan Peele. I think there will be backlash by black Twitter. And I think they would tear them apart, man, to the point that they might get fired for that because that is the world Uh, we're living in. I don't know that I agree with that. Okay. I I do agree that, yes, we've seen it on the Oscar level. Okay, where well we got to nominate this or we got to put you know where where you know it's obvious there's there's a um a a, a, a knee jerk reaction and and then there people want to be politically correct but I I don't see that film critics for the most part I think film critics often uh, white film critics are like the more like the white liberal who has a blind spot where they don't get certain things. You know, they'll have a, a film that, that's featuring Latin, Asian, or black characters. And, you know, there's a whole lot of things that are significant that are happening that this, they don't get it. It's, it's in their blind spot. So, but they appreciated this on any of the two or three levels. As a cinephile, the, the, the kind of films that he's referencing. I mean, this film, you gotta, you gotta say this. 
it is definitely trippy. It's original. His use of music is is fun, and the shots that we see and how he shot it, it's all very clever. He's definitely a gifted storyteller. You may not love this story, but you still have to, uh, I, I would say, uh, commend him on how he tells the story. And I and I do think the more you think about it, the to better me, you'll like the film. Uh, for you guys, here's what you can expect from this movie. This is a movie where it's a comedy where the comedy isn't that funny. It's supposed to be a horror movie. And when we think of horror, most of us think of the exorcist. I mean, like true horror. This is more of a psychological horror. Uh, It's not that scary, guys. You're not going to laugh that much and you're not going to be that scared or that frightened. Um, There are moments of violence, but not the whole movie is violent. Um, you'll see the slashers, the killing, some of the blood, but it never yucks you out to the point that you got to walk up and get the hell out of the theater because it's that violent. Never, never, it never goes there. And it's up to you to decide whether the payoff was good or not. And for me, the payoff wasn't that great. This is a movie that I'd be interested to see with the intended audience because I saw it with a bunch of critics and this is Hold a on a second. I'm applauding that answer, my man. Wow. Okay. <laughs> that, I mean, honestly, you nailed it. Because here's the problem with us critics, right? I'm Latina. You're black. I would say 85% of the critics that were there are white, snobby sometimes, or way too pop culture nerdy. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily know if Jordan Peele made it for them. But if you go see it with the intended audience... People who like horror films, mostly African-Americans, seeing themselves in a different light, you might get a different reaction. And it's not going to be Black Panther, man. When when you left Black Panther, you left a different person. Well, I, I again, I, I think you did them a service by, by lowering your expectations. Just go in and... Prepare to enjoy yourself, I think. Uh, uh, Take the ride. I think it's worth the ride. Jack doesn't necessarily think it's worth the ride. I think it's worth the ride. I didn't feel that right away. I'll admit that. I felt like Jack. But I have moved on from that Jack feeling. Mike Sargent, WBAI Radio. You can catch him also on Fox Business and uh, PBS, Yahoo Finance, and so many other networks. Mike, thanks a lot, man. Thank you, sir. And before I head out, here are three Latin tracks you might want to add to your playlist this weekend. Calma, Los Walters. Caballero, Mr. Pig, Fancy Folks, y Bruises. Below, Noah Pino And that's it for episode 109 of the Highly Relevant Podcast. I want to thank Mike Sargent for hanging out. And if you'd like to support the show, please spread the love on social media and pass the word to all of your friends. You can reach me on Instagram at Jack Rico and Facebook at Jack Rico Ford. Remember, it's only through your support that our show can grow. I'm Jack Rico. See you next week on another episode of Highly Relevant.
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 